This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Well, you know, some of you were wondering, after we wrapped up our SHOT Show coverage, three days of live radio shows from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas, you were wondering, man, I'll bet John Jackson, the joker from Twitter, had a pretty wild time down in Las Vegas. Did, did, did he get arrested? What happened? Well, let me give you a live look that Friday night on the Strip in Vegas after we wrapped up our SHOT Show coverage. Y'all, was it? Yeah. <laughs> that was you, right? I don't know. I didn't really watch, uh, you know, much much TV this weekend. That was you, right? In Wait, Vegas? full props to, to Lisa Says because she set my um, uh, my bail money and got me out of that deal. So I appreciate it. Now, <laughs> you know what was so amazing? Here you got this guy that. You know, by all rights, he's, he should be a little embarrassed by all this attention on him and his girlfriend and all this stuff. You ought to be quiet and kind of humble and just do your job, right? You should be if you were him. Now, what does he do during that game? Goes up and body checks the 60-something-year-old coach, knocking him almost off his feet. Yeah, he about got fell over. Yeah, Coach Reed, yeah. Does that little stunt at, that you just played, where, where he sounds like a 17-year-old hillbilly from from West Virginia who's never won a game before? Los Vegas, <laughs> dude, act like you've been here before. Yeah. Well, it was funny. So I wasn't really watching the Super Bowl. I was like getting a couple stories every Sunday night. I try to get a couple stories on our Montana Talks website, so I got something ready to roll for Monday, right? And then that way Friday, it's like once the show's done, I throw this headset uh, over the table and get the heck out of here, right? Um, so I was like half listening. Listening to it and kind of watching, kind of not watch. But I saw one of your tweets with this video where where Kelsey, the Chiefs player, like gets in the face of his coach, nearly knocks him over. And I was like, was that from tonight? And you were like, yeah, that was from tonight. And then the, the memes started flowing. And so so anyway, uh, so yeah, that, that there's there's one meme and and it's got Coach uh, Coach Reed just like oh with his eyes closed, like do I got to deal with this guy again? And it says me trying to live my life. And then over Kelsey's face, it says, LGBT propaganda. <laughs> you will adopt all of our beliefs. You will believe everything we believe. <laughs> there were so many good ones. You know, the, the, the comedy writers out there on social media, there's so many. They, they should be working professionally. They're so good at this. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, if you saw Kelsey walk in before what was the game. He wearing? He's wearing? Like, but what they said was, it, it was as if your wife's gay hairdresser dressed you for the game, right? <laughs> <laughs> he said some sequin outfit looking like Prince. It was like <laughs> this black and silver glittery bell-bottom suit-looking thing. Well, then they used that meme you are just talking about with Kelsey up in the coach's face screaming. He says, she made me wear sequins! <laughs> <laughs> oh, was, so no joke. My kids, they see that clip, and, and my kids yelled out, Diabetes! They thought it was Wilford Brimley coaching the Chiefs that night. And then two seconds later, John Jackson had the same joke on Twitter. Like mine, buddy. Like mine. Yeah, it was just yeah. like, I tell you what, sometimes just uh, it's just natural for folks, you know. That's, that's the beauty. Rush Limbaugh had that. He just said what you were already thinking. All right, the Joker from Twitter here with us for the next two hours. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana, statewide, 
This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, now that that is kind of funny. So, John, yeah, let's start there. So, uh, you know, it's funny. So, well, first off, there was this big NBC News report that I talked about on the show yesterday where NBC News finally does this very good national news report talking about how the Mexican drug cartels are targeting our Indian reservations here in Montana and how they're deliberately targeting Native American uh, women in particular. And yeah, we've been reporting on that for several years now. And apparently uh, the word we got was that NBC News did this report based off of a, of a, an interview uh, and a report I did for our Montana Talks website uh, over almost a year ago now. But of course, NBC News couldn't couldn't credit us. But that's all right. They're 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 getting the story out there. That's what matters. But then, man, um, I swear this joke that John Stewart made last night. Uh, I was. That's exactly what Tim and Savage and I were just joking about on Friday about the Joe Biden press conference. We are gonna have to. We're gonna have to get in touch with some lawyers, Aaron. There's just no <laughs> doubt about it now because I, w- I was doing the adding here. We've got John Stewart stealing from Montana Talks, the the Babylon Bee stealing from Montana Talks, and then finally NBC News stealing from Montana Talks. We're just going to have to get some lawyers involved here and start, you know, throwing out some subpoenas. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, like, like with Twitter, sometimes I'll think, man, I'll send a tweet out and I'll think, oh, oh man, this one should get some traction. Like, you know, I'll, I'll think, like, I had a good one-liner. And then I'll look and I'm like, man, somebody tweeted the same thing out like three hours ago. So I'll think like, oh, they took my line. And then I'm like, oh, actually, they already tweeted that out. Sometimes it's just a natural reaction. That's why Rush Limbaugh was so great. Like when he would get on on, on the national radio airwaves, he was saying what people already knew to be true. He was speaking so much common sense. The, the left always thought that 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 Rush Limbaugh listeners were like these robots that just uh, agreed with everything that Rush said because Rush said it. It's like, no, Rush spoke to them because he spoke to basic common sense principles. I thought the best thing – his his autobiographer had one of the best lines I ever read about Rush and his secret to his success. And he said Rush had that ability when he was on that radio, even though he's talking to, God, what, 30 million uh, viewers a day? You had that idea that when you were listening to Rush, it was just you and him sitting on a bar stool at the at sports bar, and he was leaning over telling you a secret. That yeah. that was his gift. Yeah. So Babylon B, Seth Dillon, the CEO of the Babylon B, he's going to be uh, in Montana uh, one week from today, I think it is. I'll be the MC for the Billings Christian School banquet. They sold out. Uh, although call them, maybe you never know if they if they have a list going of if if some openings come available at the last minute. Uh, but that's going to be great. But but the Babylon Bee had a headline. What was it? What was the the latest Babylon? One of these Babylon Bee stories. And you were like, "Holy cow! I shared this same joke via Twitter uh, a while back." <laughs> yeah, they, they, now, God, I can't remember it right now. It was it was it was the, the same joke you and I've been telling for six months. Oh, now I'm now I'm spacing it. But yeah, uh, I'm spacing well, it too. Anyway. Yeah, it was right there. Uh, but when I we, anyway, when I saw Viva Las Vegas uh, by Viva. <laughs> By Travis Kelsey, I had to share a, a Hank Hill uh, meme. Oh boy, dang it, Bobby, that boy ain't right. <laughs> that boy just ain't right, you know. <laughs> so, 
Now I remember, you remember, I've been telling you for six months, I've been doing that joke about how the, the Republicans, particularly the Senate Republicans, how they negotiate is give away everything to get a handful of magic beans from the Democrats. Oh, I've been telling right. you that for six months. Well, sure enough, that's what the Babylon Bee did. They did that joke the other day. God, they got, what, 20,000 likes About Mitch McConnell, yeah. you know, <laughs> trading everything for a bunch that's of right. magic beans. Yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. So, um, oh, back to, just to, to go back, so to this Kelsey guy who plays for the Chiefs, uh, uh, apparently he finally, in like uh, in an interview, explained what was going on because people were like, man, why did he get in the coach's face like that? And uh, uh, anyway, uh, here's what he says. Uh, this is a Yahoo Sports uh, video via Twitter, via X.com. I got the greatest coach this game has ever seen. He's unbelievable at not only dialing up plays and having everybody prepared, but he's one of the best leaders of men that I've ever seen in my life. He's helped me a lot with that, with channeling that emotion, with channeling that passion. And um, I owe my entire career to that guy and being able to um, kind of control um, how, how emotional I get. Um, I just love him. All right. Anyway, I can I can respect that. I mean, he's saying because look at the end of the day, you know, football field is a field for warriors. Uh, you know, you, you're in the biggest game of your life, and you know he wasn't really performing as well as maybe he normally does. And I guess he was mad because he wasn't in on that big play, and then they had a fumble. But but I can respect him for even though he didn't outright apologize to the coach there. At least he did he did talk about you know how much love he has for the coach and how much respect he has for him, and admitted that. He has to figure out how to channel his anger a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I, anyway, I, I can respect him for saying that. Well, the thing to have done was the next day, you better get your butt in his office real quick and fall on the sword and say, Mia Copa, I am so sorry. I got carried away in a moment. I did not mean to do that. My speed got, got ahead of me, and I just happened to run into you. I did not intend that. But still, I tell you what. He needs a $50,000 fine behind that or something to that effect because you, you look at that coach. You know, how old is he? He's got to be in his mid-60s. You know, he's half Kelsey size. This coach cannot have these big monsters running up on him and in any way putting their hands on him or touching him. He just can't have that. Yeah, well, and we, it seems like we have seen a kind of an uptick in violence in, in sports and guys not knowing how to handle their emotions uh, in the middle of games and things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's, um, it'd be interesting to see if anything ever actually happens with that. But I, I don't know. It's like, you know, they're, they're so on this celebrity worship bandwagon right now with with Kelsey and Swift and uh, everything else. And it's just like, ah, that's why I didn't even, even really watch the game. I'm just like, yeah, I got work to do. I'll listen out of one ear and check out john jackson's tweets uh in the other but uh anyway more to follow we're taking your phone calls as well 406-294-0970 broadcasting live across the great state of montana Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, I should probably ask John Jackson what, what he's got scribbled on his list of stuff to talk about here. But first, let me, for those of you who didn't hear the John Stewart uh, Daily Show return last night, and John and I were talking during the break. Yeah, yeah, John Stewart, very liberal, but he is funny. He is very entertaining. Uh, but but obviously John Stewart is coming back because the Democrat Party is in such disarray, and, and John Stewart is going to try to somehow salvage 
the Democrat Party. Uh, the, that's why he is is stepping back into the arena. But nonetheless, this joke was hilarious. Allow me to present to you a one-man show <laughs> about what Joe Biden's advisors were doing when he turned around and went back to the podium. The show is called Mexico, unless it was even worse than that, and he thinks the president of Mexico is named C. C. Oh, man. C. C. But I swear, like, I, I should almost go back and pull up the audio of when Tim from Savage, when Tim Tim Tharp and I were at the Gate Show in Glendive on Friday, and we did a quick little, I think it was at the end of the 8 o'clock hour, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because we kept having so much come up that we kept kicking. We kept okay. We'll do the play by, and we did the play by play, and we, and I was playing the whole press conference audio. And when we got to that part, here's Joe Biden walking out, and then somebody says something, and he stops. No, don't turn around, and he turns around and he shuffles back to the podium, and then that's when he drops the you know CC of Mexico stuff. I'll give you a take that you're not hearing anywhere, and I can give you this take as a retired Fed, is that everybody went hollering and screaming about that special counsel report in which they laid out Joe Biden as a guy who's basically mentally unfit to stand trial. That's mm-hmm. why they can't charge him. He's, he's not mentally fit. Yeah. And there was a whole bunch of things in there that were, I mean, he, the guy can't remember when he was vice president. You know, he can't remember when his son died. Okay. Here, here's what nobody's talking about that I guarantee you is the truth. They went easy on him. I guarantee you the real truth of it is way, way worse than what's in that special counsel. I, I would be, yeah, that sounds about right. In, yeah. Imagine. This Joe, is the kid gloves report. That yes. They, so how bad is it really? Yes. Imagine Joe Biden, the guy you know, sitting down in a room with trained investigators by himself, no script, no lawyers, and having to answer pointed questions going back 10, 12 years, maybe. Imagine him. I mean, he's probably, uh, what, uh, Jill? Uh, what? Uh, uh, wait a minute. Uh, let me, wait, where's my, oh, I don't have any notes today. Where's my note cards? Uh, do I'm you gar- think, I, I was going to ask you this. Do you think they drug tested him before he did the interview? No, they don't oh. do any of that. Would, no. would they do that because, no. of, you know, to see if, okay, no. I was just, that was just kind of a random question. I don't know why I'd have that question, but, uh, you know. And you can see the special counsel people calling Garland and saying, hey, Here's what we got here. What are we supposed to do with this? And Garland probably says, look, you can't write any of that stuff. Just dress it up somehow. Make it somehow palatable out there. And that's what they did. I guarantee it's way worse than what's in that report. No, I I would agree. But, yeah, isn't it the similarities with the Hillary Clinton treatment? I mean, boy, it's just the exact same. It's just like the Comey press conference all over again. They lay out everything, you know, here's how she broke the law. Then she broke the law this way. Then she broke the law that way. Then she broke, but we're not going to press charges. And then with Joe Biden, well, Joe Biden did this. And then Joe Biden, but we're not going to press any charges. I mean, just it's it. We have a two tiered system of justice and and it's just on full display once again. But all it's almost more damning what, what they said about his mental competency, really. You don't remember? When you were vice president, when you started, when you ended, you don't remember when your son died? I mean, th- these, these things, 
are just so, what did they call him? What was the, the phrase? A confused elderly man, a well-meaning elderly man. They, they just told you straight out, he is not mentally fit to stand trial. What do you got to do to stand trial, Aaron? Sit in a chair and just understand what's going on in court. And, and, and they say this guy can be president. Speaking of confused, well-meaning older uh, elderly men, uh, we've got the mighty human Z on the phone lines. <laughs> Who is not one of those? Uh, <laughs> the mighty human Z, great to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> I may be 58, but I'm not babbling on TikTok. <laughs> I, I said you were not one of those. You were not one of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? Here's the thing. You know, I, I don't watch the NFL any longer, and this little meltdown that Taylor Swift's uh, man-child has is completely unacceptable. And I asked John this question, so he knows what I'm about to say. What would Woody Hayes do? Can we have Woody Hayes back, please? Please, please. This is absolutely insane. Never, you never see the player react that way. Uh, total disgrace. And it's why I don't watch. I, like I said, I don't like man-child. I'm, man children, man cubs running around. <laughs> it's like the jungle book. All right, mighty you, man Z. Great to hear from. I'm I'm really glad. Uh, I, I need you, elderly men, to uh, to give me fill me in on the Woody Hayes reference here. Travis just gave me a little uh, little history here, but uh, no. <laughs> old school. Uh, I forget who he coached for. Old school, famously. I know the name. Uh, he kind of like the football version of Bobby Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, very explosive. Very te- very temperamental and. You could see, like, I, imagine yourself, what, what even an old school coach would have done. They won the Super Bowl. You know, you've got parties and celebrations going on here for another week or so. It'll be after that, probably 10 days to two weeks, where you would call him into the office, sit him down and say, okay, bud, uh, $50,000 fine and um, two game suspension for next year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's what an old school coach would do. Let's let's see if he does it. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Travis uh, pulled up an ESPN column. Woody Hayes last game coaching uh, from December thirtieth, twenty thirteen. But uh, in this in this piece here from ESPN, uh, ESPN, Wayne Woodrow Hayes saw combat duty in the Pacific during World War II and coached football like he was MacArthur storming the islands. <laughs> He threw a legendary tirade during the 1971 Michigan game, destroying the sideline uh, down markers. He shoved news photographers out of his way. His own players and coaches knew to watch out for his bursts of anger and intensity. Uh, I had a uh, a junior high basketball uh, assistant coach, and he was actually a Lutheran pastor, but he looked like Bobby Knight from Indiana. (laughs) So so it was great. We had our our athletic banquet uh, one night, and he had on the red sweater and the gray pants, and he was throwing chairs and everything. It was was classic. I I have so much fun doing that stuff with my cross-country team because I'll come out with these lines from Full Metal Jacket and G.I. Jane. I had the best line. With that very first day of practice, I got Edited versions. Edited versions, right? (laughs) I got out there very first day of practice i told them all i said i like to get one quitter on the first day so until i do that first day does not end and the the, the looks are like (gasps) (laughs) this is my rifle this is my gun no we don't do that one at the not that one no no we can't do that one can't do that one yeah 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 Yeah, this is for fighting this is for fun yeah we're we're not gonna be now i gotta have charlie loveridge call in charlie you gotta call in and tell us your basketball coaching tips how you get the boys to pay attention uh, he's got a genius basketball coaching strategy. Oh, and Char- uh, if he's who, willing to give it away, I if think he's who willing Charlie, to give it away. I think Charlie gets to pay attention is the refs. 
I mean, because Charlie is on those refs like like stink on a turn. Oh, is I mean, he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, every time they walk by him, he's... all right so what what do you got scribbled on your list what what did you want to talk about today because usually we'll go through two hours and we never even got to what you came in to talk about well the the big news right now this morning is is our our senate rhinos 22 of them who are going to force that that border disgrace down our throats and, and backed up on it last night they wait up all night until 5 15 in the morning to then come in there 22 of them to pass another ukraine boondoggle giveaway for 95 billion dollars and the reason they did that is because yesterday speaker johnson already threw out there he said this thing we're not doing this so they knew Last time, everybody kind of backed up when when Johnson said that. So this time, they went, man, we got to keep them in here. We got to keep them in here and get this done. Yeah, they, 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 wow, they, they can stay up late to deliver, you know, a border security bill for these other countries, but they can't stay up late to deliver a border security bill for our countries. I want to play this Chad Pergram report. This was the Chad Pergram report that I think uh, got issued uh, in, in the middle of the night, our time here in Montana, talking about this massive uh, Senate foreign aid bill. We don't think that this is going to come up right away in the House of Representatives. House Speaker Mike Johnson sent out a statement last night saying that the status quo from the Senate was unacceptable. He wanted some border provisions attached to this bill. Remember, that was the plan. That was the ask. That was the demand by Republicans when President Biden made this initial request to help out Ukraine and Israel and Taiwan. Mitch McConnell made the decision saying, you know, that's the condition. We need to get border security. So they took this detour into these border talks for several months, and that blew up last week. And so some Democrats are saying, we don't know what you're for because you asked for border security. Again, we can argue the merits or demerits of that bill, but they provided that. Oh, they know exactly what the American people are for, secure the border. But I heard another soundbite on Fox News Radio earlier this morning. Chuck Schumer's tired. He's growing weary. Well, maybe we should send him an Adam Schiff pecan pie because aren't you tired, Miss Hilly? Ain't you tired, Miss Hilly? You know what? Send him an Adam Schiff pecan pie because you know what? Americans have grown weary with the destruction and the chaos you and Joe Biden and John Tester are causing in this country. Hanging Chad Pergram there. That that guy is just he he is a. Um, a, a stenographer for the people in the hallway there. He offers no analysis, no nothing. He repeats the company line, which if you ever hear from him, you think it's Chad Pergram, Fox News. Okay, we're going to get the real deal here. Oh, oh no, no, you're not. I mean, he's just like, what's your name there? Um, uh, Jennifer Griffin there. D- d- dances with deep state Jennifer Griffin. Same, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. Tatanka. <laughs> By the way, those Tatanka cigars were great. Did you try one of those Tatanka cigars yet? Uh, Rocky Mountain Liquor in Helena, they made their own cigar, and they're it's good stuff. I got to get one of those. I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll hook a brother up. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, hey, Montana Senator Steve Daines voting against that massive spending bill saying uh, southern border should be our highest priority. Uh, more of his statement coming up right after this. Phone lines are open for you. 406-294-0970. Montana Talks, the show where you get to talk. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. 
right, 406-294-0970 is the number for you. If you want to jump in on the conversation or you got something you want to talk about here on Montana Talks, you know, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Travis Kelsey nearly knocking over Coach Andy Reid. You could just see, you could just see the coach like, oh, man, oh, I don't want to have to deal with this right now. I mean, but could you imagine, like, if you actually got knocked over by one of these football players, and, I mean, especially, you know, you're getting up there in years, you got that bad lower back, you got that bad hip, you got the, you know, the pain in your knees, and now you got, you know, you know, angry Mr. Pfizer running at you, you know, after his sixth jab. <laughs> just side effects include anger. You know, it's just another reminder that, hey, if if you're dealing with pain, you know, pain in your back, pain in your knees, pain in your hips, and uh, you want to avoid uh, some of those drugs, and you don't want to get surgery if you don't have to. Sometimes you got to get surgery, but you don't want to get surgery if you don't have to. What if there was a natural treatment that could get you over the pain uh, without some of those other anger, uh, angry side effects? Well, <laughs> tell you what, you can do just that. Our friends at QC Kinetics specialize in regenerative medicine. That's where they take the healing agents that are in your body concentrate them down put them directly into those achy joints and all you got to do is just give them a call and you can get a free consultation free consultation uh, uh 406-201-6263 that's 406-201-6263 uh yeah it wasn't i had to try to figure out a way to weave that one in you there well, <laughs> that one that was beautiful that, that side was, effects include anger uh, that was yeah. a russian ball segue right there that was, that was right on you know, when I would do my, my mattress commercials, uh, Tim and Savage uh, was, was on to me because the easiest thing to do with that one was, was you know, every time it was like, God, it's just, you know, I don't know how these guys sleep at night, you know, because everything John Tester and Joe Biden are doing to America right now is how can these guys sleep at night? And uh, anyway, so that was the easiest pivot, which is like, well, I know how you can sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, Tim, Tim hit, 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 he hit me and you all DM on Twitter. He's like, did you know that Aaron gets sleep scores in the hundreds on the weekends? <laughs> right. On the weekends. Tuesday morning, I'm like, oh, man, we got the Joker coming in. Man, I better be on my game today. I got to wake up early. Uh, all right. Oh, speaking of getting good sleep at night, um, let me see here. Let's see. Uh, did you hear this? Uh, this guy on CNN, he said he sleeps like a baby. So Joe's lost it and the Dems are freaking out on CNN. Democratic advisor Paul Begala said this. I'm a Biden supporter. I, I, and I slept like a baby last night. I woke up every two hours crying and went to bed. Uh, this is this is terrible for Democrats. <laughs> the forehead. The forehead. So, so if I was selling mattresses right now, easy pivot, easy pivot. Uh, you know. Paul, the forehead, Begala. <laughs> just... He, he hit them so sideways with that. You hear the audience go, oh. Wait, Paul Begala's the forehead? I thought you were talking about your buddy from Twitter again, the guy running for governor. Of, uh... <laughs> fussy? Is that his name, Fussy? Uh, Fuse. The, the uh, Huffington Post did a story about him, and it was like, yeah, environmentalist, gun control advocate. It's like, okay, you, yeah, again, that's all the people of Montana need to know. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen, pal. It ain't. Happening, you're going to lose by 30 points. Yeah. Tom in Bozeman on the phone lines. Tom, great to hear from you. Hey, Aaron, uh, oh, I, I went to Ohio State. I knew uh, Woody Hayes and I knew Bobby Knight and just wanted uh, 
do a little postscript on what you guys were talking about. Um, you know, one of the things Woody did was uh, not too many people knew about it, but he was constantly visiting uh, children's hospitals, Riverside Children's Hospital in Columbus, and you know he he had a, a tough temper on the football field, but he had a warm heart, and he did a hell of a lot of good things for a lot of people. And that incident you're talking about was uh, Tom Darden interfered with Dick Wakefield late in the game, and uh, I was playing a pickup basketball game with Tom Darden up at John Carroll um, in Cleveland. Tom Darden played defensive back for the Browns, and I asked him about the incident, and he smiled, and he said, of course I interfered with them. He said, I knocked him down, but the refs didn't call it, so it wasn't a penalty. <laughs> so that's, that's the end of that story. Plus, I, Bobby Knight used to take a group of friends fishing up in uh, northern British Columbia, and uh, old John Havlicek and others would go along. And one year I went, and I'm sitting in a boat with a guy from Cody, and he's telling me a story. He didn't know Bobby very well. Um, uh, uh, had just met him once or twice, but this guy had a rare form of uh, cancer and uh, desperately needed some treatment. And the top doctor in the country was a, a specialist uh, down at Baylor Medical School in their Baylor Medical Hospital in Houston. And the guy's telling me, he said, I mentioned it to Bobby Knight, and a week later I get a call from um, this doctor's office in, in Houston, and they set up an appointment for me. So he flies down to Houston, and, this, and he goes into the office, and the secretary says to him, man, I don't know who you know, but this doctor is booked up like a year in advance, and for you to get in here, Get an appointment with him is just unbelievable. Well, Bobby Knight, you know, had made a made phone it happen. Call wow. He lived here. He lived here in Bozeman the last, uh, well, for about 10 years. I was going to say, I thought there was a pretty strong Montana connection. So you got to go fishing with Bobby Knight. That had to be incredible. Yeah. At age 80, um, he moved back to Bloomington and spent the last couple of years. He, he obviously had in Alzheimer's at that point in time and passed away last year. But uh, he's a, he was another Ohio State guy. Hmm. So I guess we breed hot-tempered people in Ohio. But uh, both of them, uh, it was my pleasure to, uh, to have known both of them. And, That's really you know, cool. Uh, we, we see one side of them, but they were both, you know, really good people. Well, you know what, I'll tell you what, I, I'd, I'd take these guys that are rough around the edges and, and a little rough on the on the field of, of football, but but are the real deal and uh, and actually care about people and actually deliver over these fake, phony people that will smile at you all day long but won't do a dang thing uh, when you actually need some help. And, and that's who it sounds like, you know, uh, Woody, you know, Coach Woody was and, and, and who Bobby Knight was as well. And, uh, especially from that generation, you know, that World War II generation. Yeah, they were rough and they were tough. And that's how they fought fascism and how they fought the not and defeated the Nazis and everything. I think we could use a little more rough around the edges people. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, Tom, thanks for the call. Well, we all grew up with that. That was the caricature. That was the picture of your coach. And it didn't matter what what um, sport it was. Your coach was another version of a drill instructor. 
He was out there to physically motivate you. He was going to make you perform, make you perform physically, mentally. And there was no quitting. <laughs> there was no failure. You were going to do it or else. And he was that he was very, very different from your teacher in the classroom. Yeah, and and now we're in the uh, you know we're we're seeing the results of everybody gets a ribbon, everybody gets a trophy uh, instead, <laughs> right? And and it, and it reminds me even um, who was I talking with? But uh, you know I had a great uncle who was the school superintendent up in Scobie, Montana, and then also in uh, Cutbank, Montana. And 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 when I was taking a tour of the school in in Scobie. Uh, Burl, I think Burl Bowler was, was giving me the tour and, and it just dawned on me. I said, Hey, uh, I was in North Dakota on a coal mine tour and this public service commissioner in North Dakota heard my last name Flint. And he said, did you have an uncle or did you have a relative who was a school superintendent in Scobie, Montana? And I said, well, God, maybe. And then I check with family. Oh yeah. He was a school superintendent up there. And, and, and he says, man, that guy would, if there was a kid causing trouble in the hallways, he would grab him by the collar and slam him up against the wall and lift him up like, you know, like, like it was something out of like, you know, the exorcist, you know, and then throw him to the ground. And that kid wouldn't cause problems anymore. Yeah. Do you remember back in the day in North Carolina, principals walked up and down the hallways with that giant paddle? They all had the same paddle, and they all had holes drilled in the paddle for, <laughs> for, for to cut down on the wind resistance. Yeah, that's and right. And they would bring you up to the to the front office, and you come back, and the kid would tell you, "Yeah, I got five licks, or I got ten licks with the paddle." Right? <laughs> I mean, but what happened to those days? Well, and now we've got uh, transgender shooter after transgender shooter after transgender shooter. But see, we're not supposed to treat mental illnesses anymore. We're supposed to embrace it and celebrate it and encourage more of it. Yeah, let's get let's get more of those type of people. That we've that we've encouraged and embraced to suit up uh, businesses and schools, which they've been doing time after time after time. How many over the last just eighteen months? It's got to be so, five. Well, libs of TikTok has the rundown here: Colorado Springs shooter, non-binary, Nashville school shooter, transgender, Aberdeen shooter, transgender, Denver school shooter, transgender, Iowa school shooter, transgender slash gender fluid, Lakewood church shooter, the one that just happened. Thankfully, two good guys with guns were there to stop the bad girl die transgender shooter from committing a mass shooting there. I'll tell you what, this latest trans shooter checks a whole bunch of woke check boxes. Stand by for that roll up. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. I think last week was probably the worst week of, of Biden's presidency, and I don't see it getting any better because I don't think he's better cognitively. And I don't see any I'm not talking. To, I've not spoken with any doctor that thinks he can improve cognitively. It doesn't matter whether they give him medicine or treatment or how much they cover for him, which means probably Van Jones gave the best advice. Now, you got Van Jones, you got David Axelrod, you got James Carville, you got Paul Begala now adding the list. Maureen Dowd with another column this weekend addressing specifically the age issue. These are very prominent Democratic voices. They're listened to within Democratic circles. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. Hey, you can give your home a new look with premium custom window treatments from our friends at Blinds.com. And right now, you can save up to 45%. Now, choose from their Roman and woven wood shades, shutters, motorized options, and much more. And it's all 100% online, the better way to shop. 
and that means no showroom markups, no pushy commission salespeople in your home. You can do the measuring or installation yourself or just let Blinds.com handle it for you. There's just one low installation cost even if you buy multiple window treatments. And with Blinds.com, you get design experts that can help you pick the best styles. That's free. They'll even give you free premium samples. That's fast and free. And with Blinds.com, they give you an upfront quote that you can trust online, no hidden fees. And with Blinds.com, you get free shipping and, of course, their 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not happy, they will make it right. Go to Blinds.com right now. Save up to 45%. That's right, 45% off for a limited time when you go to Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 201-6263. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, you want to talk about woke word salad? The identity of this uh, Texas church shooter is like a Kamala Harris woke word salad speech when you go down all the woke checkboxes that this gal or guy identifies as a guy. Uh, 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 checks here. Uh, anyway, I want to go through that rundown here before we run out of time this hour of the show. But first, let's sneak in another caller. We've got Steve in Valentine. Steve, thanks for the call. Good morning, guys. I want to just make you guys laugh. <laughs> you guys were talking about Bobby Knight, and then you were talking about that uh, <clears throat> board. Oh, okay, yeah, the paddle. With the holes in it. Yeah. The paddle with the holes in it. Uh, in fifth grade, I was a recipient of that paddle. <laughs> Did it work? I, I got to see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got to see it. I got to feel it. Me and three other guys. And uh, the reason for the march, to it was we, we were marched by Mr. Joe Spivey down in Shepherd down into a, an old deserted type class. Uh, Cool. And I tell you, all I can remember is he's reached down, grab her ankles, boys. <laughs> oh man. Were you were you guys like Norman Cliff on Cheers when, when they drank too much and got the wrong tattoos? Were you like, Oh look at yours if you look at mine? Well, no, it, it just ended up, okay, I only got it one time. One guy got it because, you know, I mean, it was rated on how how, how bad of a boy we were, you know. But we got, we got, in fifth grade, we were spitting spit wads and got caught by the teacher. And, and yeah, so I got to feel it, and I got to see it. Oh, so man. I just thought it was a good, good laugh. But, well, yeah. well, just don't show us your war wounds next time we run into you in Warden. You, we, we, you, we believe you. You don't have to show us. You don't have to go Forrest Gump on us and uh, you know <laughs> oh that was great uh, from Steve yeah yeah you know I'll bet you they didn't have uh, problems with youth gang activity and uh, drug cartel uh, running youth gangs and stuff back then <laughs> what I got bust I was in Charlotte North Carolina and I think I was in fifth grade and I got bust 10 miles away from my home into a school in the hood if you remember what was going on back in those days with that busing and so the principal of that school had a lot of discipline problems. So that's what he would do. You didn't just know that the paddle uh, punishment was out there. He walked the halls with it. And you'd be in class and you'd see him go walking by your classroom swinging that thing. Like, like almost if him saying, I'm looking for an excuse 
to give somebody a whooping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, did, did we have as many school shootings back then? Probably not. So no. the according to libs of TikTok, the trans terrorist who shot up the Texas church uh, was a migrant from El Salvador. Long criminal history dating back to 2005. A Bernie Sanders supporter had a free Palestine sticker on the barrel of her uh, the buttstock of her gun. And identified as transgender. John, we've only checked five uh, woke checkboxes there. We need. There's got to be something else. There's so, got to be something else. Are you trying to say here today, Aaron, that this is not a white supremacist nationalist? I am shocked because I was told by Joe Biden that uh, that is the cause of all the country's ills. She identifies as a white nationalist uh, supremacist uh, or something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. she identifies. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I get. But here, you, you you're familiar with the Spanish language. Um, um, so I, I don't want to use her real name because these people want attention oftentimes. That's why they, they do these mass shootings is, is because they know that the mass media will give them the mass attention that they wanted in the first place. But I, I think her like her boy name was Jeffrey Escalante. Why Jeffrey and not Hefrey? Why or was it Hefrey? I I don't know, but I just know the world's gone crazy. So, so many American names don't translate into Spanish. You'd probably say Juan, maybe for that. I actually called Travis to test the phone lines. This is Haron from Glendive, and he's like, "Oh, are you here to talk to Aaron?" And I was like, "Travis, it's me. I'm just playing." <laughs> Travis is such a good guy. He's so nice on the phone lines. <laughs> All right, call that nice guy. We got the phone lines open coming up.